Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm Shawnee Constant, and I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Bean. Keyfabe, motherfucker. Keyfabe, motherfucker. We are basking in the glory. In the glory. Of the opulent Wrestle Palace. Chandelier. Russell Palace! Like he's fight prison style, dude. Boom <laughs> shakaloo! The scariest of all clowns. Murder clown! It's like we've said uh, previously on the show. Mira! I'm fat! You got a fat ass! It's like he's covered drinking! Bob Burr's got a big old neck! It's a work! It's a work! And this is the one... Okay, everybody, I'm Mr. Bean. I'm joined by Shawnee Constant for the, uh, I almost said talk horror to me. It's a podcast. For the One Fall Show, and uh, this week we are joined by uh, a fellow podcaster, one of my co-workers, and one of my uh, wrestling nerds over at Nerd Radio. Her name is Erica. Hey, Erica Bennett. And uh, welcome to the One Fall Show. It's a different uh, atmosphere. I kind of like it. It's a little more organic. A bit. It's, a ver- it's very sterile at work. Organic is a really interesting way to put it, and there's nothing sterile in this room. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, um... Mr. Bean and I know who you are, Erica, but for our international audience, that sometimes extends as far as Chandler, Oklahoma. Why don't you... All the way in Chandler? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, there's a there's a rogue Impact Wrestling fan in Chandler, Oklahoma, that may or may not listen occasionally to this show. Awesome. Uh, Very nice. Co-host of the... Uh, our Arch Enemies. We used to have Arch Enemies in Scotland, but their show I don't believe is existing anymore, so oh, we've, had no. to, we've had to turn our teeth towards the shoot show. If they're still listening, they're still, they're still Arch Enemies in my heart, for All sure. Right, but enough about those losers. Tell <laughs> us about yourself. <laughs> okay. Uh, am I allowed to mention... Com- well, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, the company doesn't going to care. Uh, so I am a rock, classic rock blogger for Beasley Media Group, which owns uh, The Riff here in Detroit and WCSX in Detroit. Uh, I, I'm basically a syndicated writer, and I write about rock stars all day long. Okay. It's a pretty nice gig. Um, that's where I met Mr. Bean. Right. Uh, we were working in the same building and he, found out you were a fellow wrestling nerd. I don't even know. I can't even recall how it happened. I, I think, honestly, I kind of just weaseled my way into the show. I'm like, they're talking about wrestling. I'd like to talk about wrestling. I feel like I saw you walk in the hallways with a wrestling shirt at some point. That sounds on brand for and, me. And I would have been like, "Hey, it's uh, you know Becky Lynch or something cool." Like you know, and we got to talking, and I went, "Wow, she's a bigger wrestling uh, fan than I am." I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of things. Right, and then you told me the story about uh, how you and your husband are are both massive wrestling fans. You showed me you at uh, for Halloween that one year. You guys dressed up as uh. IRS. Oh yeah, and, uh, my, the Million Dollar Man. My husband nice. has just a, an amazing beard, and I like we got just like him with like a cheap black suit and like gold lame fabric that we just kind of like pinned to the p- lapels, and mm-hmm. it like it sounds cheesy. It looked fantastic, and I look great in menswear. So <laughs> I'm like, yes, I can wear a tie. Right. Hell yeah. And over the years, while we've been uh, covering wrestling sporadically on Nerd Radio, I've come to discover that you are a massive, massive fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yes. Uh, and and uh, like, you know, wrestlers in New Japan that I, I'm only dropping in once or twice a year. I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about, but it sounds cool. It's very cool. So doing a show that's specifically about wrestling, I was like, okay, you need you need to come out here and uh, and hang out in the uh, the Russell Palace for an hour or two. And, and we can talk some New Japan. Yes. And tell us some stories about uh, about New Japan Pro Wrestling. For example, um. The one thing I really like about New Japan is the fact that they have all these different factions. Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering, why is Suzuki Goon your favorite faction? Is it because (laughs) Minoru Suzuki is the best professional wrestler on the planet or because he has the coolest entrance music with Kazeni Nare? It's, okay, the, the entrance is never not moving. Like it doesn't matter what crowd it's you know he's at. Even when uh, during the G one Supercard when they had to overdub it on um, uh, Honor Club for some reason they couldn't get the rights to Kazuni Nare uh, to stream on mm-hmm. Honor Club, so they they piped in some other music. But because the stream was a little 
You could still hear it a little bit. Okay. Uh, and then obviously, you know, when the entire Madison Square Garden <laughs> sang along and I'm like, yes, they, they all sounded great. Good job. Um, he's, I am fast. I am interested in wrestlers or, or these, I'm drawn to the ones that I feel like could literally kill me with their bare hands. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely and, Minoru and Suzuki. Yes. yes. Even though when you do follow him on Instagram, it's like, oh, look at him sharing his sock of the day. I know. I saw he was the uh, the the stars and stripe socks a couple of days ago. Yeah, well, stance Very socks. Fake. Stance socks which my husband now wears exclusively. <laughs> no no joke. And it's 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 kind of adorable. I can't even fault him for it. You were telling me on uh we we got together on Friday too for a concert cuz it was your birthday. Sure was. And you, the first thing out of your mouth when you saw us was that uh, you started celebrating your birthday with a shot of Minoru Suzuki's uh, Suzuki Goon, what is it? Uh, oh, vodka or gin? Oh no, it's it's whiskey. It's, whiskey. Um, yeah. Oh my god, I'm, I'm totally blanking on it. Um, wow, they have a, a, a no. It's not like their brand of whiskey. Um, oh god. Damn it! It's gonna kill me. <laughs> um, but it's it's the whiskey that uh, what's his face brings down to the ring in the bottle. Um, Damn it. God, I'm going to sound like such a... I'm having a total brain fart on this. But at that moment, you knew exactly what whiskey you wanted, and it was a... Well, my (laughs) husband saw it, like, where we were at at the bar. Like, we were at, like, a high-top table. Bar was in front of us, and Eric, my husband's like, Honey, you're not going to believe this. (laughs) And I'm like... Order two. <laughs> it's great. Uh, it ooh, it it burns so good though. Uh, uh, big fan though. It was it was good times. Well, knowing that you're a big New Japan fan, uh, we wanted to pick a New Japan match yes. to sit here and watch with you. And uh, the match that uh, you actually suggested here is from the uh, G1 Climax, the current G1 Climax. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, from day day six. This says John Moxley and Tomohiro Ishii. Yes. Ishii. Ishii. Yes. I only know he's the stone pit bull, and I believe he's had some very fun stuff with Yano that I've watched, because I'm a big fan of Yano. Everyone has a run-in with Yano, and I know Moxley is going to have a match with Yano, and I am psyched to see what he does with them, because it is going to be a hoot and a holler. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting when Moxley starts facing some of the more comedic wrestlers, right? Coming out of WWE with sort of the fire and brimstone of enough of your comedy bullshit. Right. But, like, I feel like he could easily play into it, too. Sure. I mean, he has the experience, right? I mean, he's done, and he won't be doing someone else's material, which is, I think, the, the key. Right. Well, and that's the thing we've talked about before with somebody like Orange Cassidy. Like the part of the joy of the comedy wrestler is when the guy who's fighting the comedy wrestler has to deal with, I am now in a universe where this works. Right. Yes. And and it gets more and more fun to me as the universe begins to revolve around that particular brand of wrestling. Right. Yes. Like it's one thing if you're just facing some clown who's doing something off the beaten path. Right. It's another thing when that person is getting over and yes. you have to contend. You can't just you can't bulldoze over the bullshit. The bullshit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the bullshit oh. becomes the thing. Yep. Uh, going back because it was going to bother me if I couldn't think of it. Suntory whiskey. Suntory. OK. Yes. There you go. All right, now we, we can officially watch this match. Whew. I was going to say, you guys want to dive in? I mean, yeah. I love looking at this screenshot that it's paused on. There's this amazing screenshot <laughs> of Moxley in the ring and, and the green letters that looks like, you know, from a from a, a website in 1998. It just says Middle Finger, <laughs> which I, I kind of wish was his nickname in New Japan. Right. Maybe we should get t-shirts made. Maybe that should be the one fall, or the first one fall for sure. <laughs> middle so finger. Just, it'll just the say Middle Finger. Moxley. In, in a somewhat comedic uh, font, it'll just say Middle Finger. And then on the back, it'll say One Fall Show. That would be fantastic. Well, he does come through, he, come, he comes to the ring through the crowd. Right. Um, and he has, um, I guess Shota uh, Umino is his, like, pal throughout the G1. But he doesn't call, he calls him Shooter, which is adorable. <laughs> That's outstanding. Because uh, either he doesn't know how to say you know, Shota Umino or he just doesn't want to. It's fine. Is that the, is that the. the That's Red Shoes' son. The young lion oh. that he was dragging yes. around in the one interview. Yes. That was just that was like him. out on his feet. That's Shooter. I love it. They're friends now. I love it. That's fantastic. I love that. I love when the rub, when you get to witness the rub. Yeah. And you yeah. see some, one person passing, you, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that Shooter is going to run with it, but he's got that in his pocket and he can if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Sure. 
I, there was a lot of uh, griping about this last Raw episode. Sure. With all the uh, the legends. Yeah, the reunion episode. But to me, it's all about the rub. Yeah. You know, they have sort of hard rebooted the entire roster, and now they bring in the legends, and now you know who they're sort of thinking oh, sure. in yeah. terms of with these different guys, and, and I really appreciate that. And part not of to it. get too far off the beaten path. Oh, but if, here we go. But if you saw the, 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 the biggest rub of the night had to be Mick Foley. Oh, absolutely. Uh, not only having Bray Wyatt do his uh, his old finisher, the yeah, mandible claw, but having having you know the fiend come out and you know do the mandible claw to Mick Foley at yeah. his age is just like you, it's the kind of spot you know Mick Foley was backstage going like, what do you got me doing today? Well, here's what I want to do. Mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. I can I please do a thing with Bray because he's been killing it? I have to believe that Bray, you know, because he's from a wrestling family, he had to have contacted him and said, hey, if we ever get a chance to do yeah. this, I'd love to use the mandible claw and I'd love for you to pass the torch. Sure. I sure. hope that's how it went. That's how it should go, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough about WWE. Let's yeah. check out Middle Finger. Middle Finger. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever get used to uh, John Moxley in like wrestling shorts. I like the fact that they added the little detail of barbed wire though at the end, just to give it a little flair, okay. so he doesn't look too young boyish, even though he's clearly not a young boy. Sure. Stone Pitbull of the Chaos Faction will bite you if the <laughs> fan signs are to be believed. Some pretty great music here with these. This, oh, right. this isn't his music. Yeah. I was gonna say I didn't Echo. know if this is, is put into the uh, the video itself because Middle Finger has stayed. Yes, no, this is clearly the <laughs> yeah. Middle Finger has decided this is the theme song. This is know, the middle, middle Finger is uh, the producer of this. Yeah, or? maybe maybe the guy <laughs> who put it on YouTube. Is the name of the channel? It's middle Finger, uh, the Middle Finger Network. <laughs> But I don't it's know, like but some it Eye of the Tiger bullshit going on. Yeah, John Moxley awaits his opponents. It's a very soft <laughs> Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, so we hear. See, here's, oh my God. here is Tomohiro Ishii, and uh, what I what I had told Which the these. Oh, go ahead, what go ahead. I had told these two before we started recording is apparently Tomohiro Ishii is that guy in your squad who, when he drinks too much, just starts taking off his clothes. Which makes sense. He's like a bowling ball with a smaller <laughs> bowling ball yeah. stacked on top of it. Right. It's very exciting. He's a, he's very like a snowman neck. without the middle. Yep. And uh, he's so, scary yeah, because he, he's got no neck and he's got that old man like head leans forward like yep. uh, yeah like like um, the uh, who's the all American here uh, the the the, 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 the oh Kurt Angle Kurt Angle yes yeah. except for he doesn't have the glassy eyes of Kurt Angle so he's right. he's more frightening. Yeah, we can turn that music on because we're going to be watching this match with incredible (laughs) music and no commentary. Ishii, though, for a man of his build, still incredibly agile. Yeah, watching him do that uh, in Siguri just now. It's fascinating. Uh, Just for also context, when he was a younger man, um, rocked a flat top. Okay. So seeing like young photos of Tomohiro Ishii, I'm like, who the fuck is? Oh my god, (laughs) he's got hair. uh, Ishii and Yano are the two guys that seeing them young is so fascinating to me. Oh, Yano, yeah, especially. Yano is like a baby stud. He is adorable, and and, like he, he 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 clearly wanted to be Okada, but wasn't gonna get that push for whatever reason in that world of, at that time and so he just became like the, you know, one of these great comedic characters I, this music is out of control I know, <laughs> I know right it's, it keeps building and getting sillier they keep reminding sillier. you the middle finger to keep you in focus right Moxley is really made for strong style New Japan pro wrestling you would think so you would think I mean he's he's got kind of a wild hardcore style to him but you would absolutely think that, like, well, they, they had the spot earlier in the match where they're just trading forearms. Mm-hmm. Like, he's built for that spot. Well, and plus he, you know, I, I feel like, especially, like, when Americans come over there, and if they're definitely, like, left to center, not traditional at all, like, it's it's more of a, it's more of a, just like, ooh, this, ooh, this is different. Sure. You know, I feel like the Japanese crowd kind of gravitates to it just because it is so not the norm of what they usually see in in the promotion. And it's got all these echoes to the classic Gaijins that would come over and just be yeah. like these these indomitably um, hosses. Yes, hosses and heels and the crowds just continue to pretend as though they're actually like witnessing a kaiju when a really powerful Gaijin heel right. makes their way through, which is so much fun to watch. You know, you don't have a bunch of smarks 
basically giving the performer the finger and breaking the spell for all the rest of us who are enjoying the thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ishii just tumped. chopped him right over the guardrail. over the guardrail. He almost didn't make it. I did very much appreciate that spot, too, where he took him up the up into the crowd where the sign said east. Ah. Slammed his head into uh, into the east sign. I think that was the east exit. So now, arena. do you find that the Japanese crowds have changed over the last couple of years, or is it different from town to town in Japan? Because I feel like it's different from town to town. Um, I will say there is a guy during this match... I believe, yeah, I believe it's during uh, this day of the G1, who is just very into it, and is just screaming. <laughs> and, like, whenever, they, they, like, he's he's got, like, ringside seats. I forgot which gate he's at, mm-hmm. but, like, there was a point where, like, I had to put it on mute. I'm like, I can't listen to this guy scream <laughs> <Yeah>. anymore. <laughs> this guy, is, this guy is fucking amped. And I I, I do, I, I appreciate the Japanese crowd, Um Mainly because they they are so polite, um, they're not. There's get yourself over. What does that mean? Um, I also just love the comical way of like, ooh, my favorite wrestler is coming out. I'm gonna hold up my sign just above my eyes as not to obstruct right. the view of anyone behind me because that that's is very rude. That's and we do not do that polite. around here. Like those clowns at Raw that have like four fucking boards taped together so that sure. they can right. promote their stupid YouTube channel. <laughs> Which reminds me, when they come to town, I'm definitely going to tape four boards together. Promote <laughs> <laughs> the one fall show. Now imagine that screaming guy uh, if Kenny Omega was out there. Oh, jeez. Kenny! Oh, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but like, it was funny because like this guy's going off and people around him, I don't know if he was with them, but they're like, like, sir, could you... It's got to be so mm. weird because everyone around them is too polite to tell him to shut up. Yes. Right. But it's got to be infuriating I'm sure. if you're enjoying... We are trying to enjoy the sport. We're trying to quietly enjoy our sport. There, Last year's G1, there was this little... They finally brought this Oops, match yes. back into the ring. Let's uh, let's reset everybody. Yeah. Much of the opening of this match is just uh, wailing on each other. Mostly yes. Moxley wailing on Ishii, actually. Yeah, Moxley outside of the ring and through taking the crowd. business to him. But it looks like Ishii is uh, is starting to fire back up. He oh, is yeah. the stone pit bull, and he suddenly realized that after getting beaten senseless for six minutes, that he doesn't have to take this shit. Oh, but maybe not. Oh, Moxley <laughs> went to the eyes. So. When did when did uh, raking the eyes go from strictly a heel move to like heels and some faces that you can be like ah it's just his style I think as a face you have to be sort of uh, well first off you have to either uh, the crowd has to have bought that you're willing to cheat a little bit right or you have to be just in that that down and dirty position where you're you're you you, you have no choice but to rake the sure. eyes but eventually you're gonna work yourself out of that uh, nefarious behavior. So Ishii hasn't put up a whole lot of uh, a lot of offense in this particular match as of yet. As no, of he yet. came out with that drop kick and then uh, has been taking a beating. But he reminds me a lot of Taz because he's he's as you said he's kind of a smaller guy. He's, mm-hmm. he's kind of round and thick. Does he do does he do like some suplexes or something? What's his yes. What's his offense usually consist of? I know he does like a lot of brain busters. And... Okay. Um, like he's very much a strong style mat based guy. Okay. And I want you to keep that in mind for later. Okay. Great ring awareness. So yes. Yep. Getting out of the submission hold with a toe on the rope there. I did appreciate as he entered the ring, and I would have to imagine he does this with most of his matches. He tried to like headbutt into John Moxley's head, and he's so much smaller that John had to like work his way mm-hmm. down <laughs> so that they could butt heads. Well, they've been yeah building up to this match. Like they've had little run-ins. Um, whoa, hey, music! Uh, they've had <laughs> run-ins um, on the undercard of the G One so far. This you know, this you know, this go. So this face-off is gonna be intense, and there's still so much left to go. <laughs> well, that's the thing too that like every year. I will talk to you around this time during the G1, and, and you and Eric get really, really psyched about this. I, I will never actually understand how the G1 works. 
Like it's, it's a it's a round robin tournament, and yes. everybody fights everybody, and then the ones with the best scores out of both blocks fight each other. Yes. But then at the same time, while this tournament is going on, there are undercard matches going on, well, basically, and it goes on for like a month and a half or something. Well, it's about a month, but like you have two blocks, and like let's say yeah, A block and B block. If A block matches are going on, the people in the B block will provide the undercard, and right. and the stuff that's booked there is going to help build to future. That's block where you'll matches. see like maybe a tag match or a yes. triple threat or some some yes, goofiness exactly because all the g1 matches have to be one-on-one right but like this is where they kind of build Ooh, feuds. there's a nice suplex yeah, yeah. where they Maichi. build yeah they build feuds for the the rest of the year really right this is sort of the the summer slam of halfway to wrestle kingdom yeah but better <laughs> oh, much bigger. I mean, well, you know, the tournament style, the fact that it's a month long. And this is the one time of year where you have, like, this consistent output from them, right? Because they don't have a Raw or a SmackDown. Right. Well, they yeah, they don't have weekly programming like WWE, but they, they do. I mean, you have things like uh, the Super Juniors, which is basically, like, the G1 of their junior heavyweights. Then you Like, there's a lot of tournament-based stuff. There's okay. not weekly programming. Uh, oh, God, he's just just a goddamn beast. <laughs> he's so great. He can't be terribly Floor. taller than me either. He I'm floors John Moxley with a uh, with a forearm there. Now they're outside the ring. Uh-oh. The music the just music. got heavy duty. Yeah, Middle finger is rocking. <laughs> and that's the other thing that's always weird to me. So like schedule-wise, how does the G1 work? Like do they literally have an event every night? No, it's not every night. And like it's it I'm not quite sure how they they must schedule it just based on how they can when they can get venues. Mm, okay. Uh, because I feel like the last night of the G1 like there's there was G1 today which I have not seen. Uh but I think they had like 3 days off probably for travel and to just kind of rest a little. Um because it is constant. Right. Sort of. Uh Right, now moving stuff to the United States. Yeah, uh, the, yeah that's the, a the ooh, huge... Ooh, yes, here we go. Ooh, Good chairs. Steel chair fights. Yes. Like lightsabers. And they are not messing around. Ooh. Yeah, they they took three or four good swings trying to see who was gonna uh, who was gonna drop the chair first. If I was in the front row, I'd need those noise canceling headphones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot about the steel chair fight. <laughs> This music I, is so silly. <laughs> I have to think too that I, I don't no, know. I'm actually bringing out the tables. I love the comically narrow tables that New Japan has. Yes, right. Yeah, they're so the same and so different. Yes, <laughs> it's a fantastic it also, thing. It also feels like they have a lot more, uh, a lot more substance to them table-wise. Like you have to hit them a lot harder and right in the middle. I don't to think make they're anything exactly happen. gimmicked the same way right. as they are in the WWE. They don't. They don't just shatter. No, yeah, and even if it's press board, the top is a very thick plank, yeah. which makes it look much more substantial than the uh, than the WWE tables or the bingo hall tables. Right. I tend to wonder. I mean, we're only what like three, uh -oh, four. Uh -oh, oh man, can he lift Ishii? We're only three or four months into John Moxley working outside of the WWE, but I have to wonder how long. It's. It feels like every what. He's going for a pile driver on the uh, apron. I don't think that's happening. No, nah, that's the hardest part of the ring. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh nice. A little stunner over the top rope there. So who are your favorites in the tournament this year, and oh. who would you like to see do what? Oh, geez. Um, I mean, Osprey has been great. Uh, even though he hasn't been doing well, I, I will always love Zack Sabre Jr., uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is one of my favorites in the world. He's fantastic. Um, I'm a little disappointed that um, even though Suzuki isn't in the G1, that he hasn't made a bigger stink about not being in the G1. I thought he would have just been... He made some pretty big threats before this all started. I know, but I thought they would continue. And I was I looking agree. forward to the anger. Yeah. And I haven't been receiving the anger. Instead, we're just seeing socks. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Ooh, that's the fucking guy. That guy? Yeah. <laughs> they had to show him again. I'm like, oh. Yeah, he is a yeller. If that's anything, the screamer. Yeah, hold. I'm like, yeah, you know who you are, bitch. That guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy that just leaned in. Yeah. God damn it. Looks like he's wearing some kind of floral print shirt or something. He's wearing like a button-up to a wrestling show, which I'm like, oh, oh Japan. Yeah. Screaming. That's just nice. Ooh. That was a brutal shot with a chair to the back. Yeah. 
I was going to say earlier, though, like, I wonder how long I'm going to be watching John Moxley matches, and it's going to look like he's just so delighted to be doing things he wasn't allowed to be doing for years. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> also, I don't know why Tomohiro Ishii thought I'm, I'm going to punch the chair. Yeah. He's, uh, he's evidently seen the big show do it and thought it would work. Well, he is the stone pit bull. Right. Yes. He's wearing a weightlifting belt here, but he did come to the ring with a belt. Do you know which title he has? Oh, fuck. Is that even I, a... It's not a New Japan belt. Okay, that's it what might, I thought yeah, looking at I, it. Yeah, I'd have to... Gosh, I'm no, no blanking worries. on it. Um, I'm not going to lie. I wish I had some high-waisted shorts like Tomohiro Ishii, because I feel like it'd be very flattering <laughs> uh, on myself. Oh, my God, here now it comes. Yeah, I know. He's setting John on the table. Oh, this is magnificent. Look at look at this squatty ass man. He's climbing. About to climb to the top rope. goddamn rope. He's up on the top rope. Reggie doesn't know what to do. He's on like, the what table, are you doing? On the floor. Oh! oh! <laughs> the frog splash through the table. Big was... splash. Ah, uh, everyone like basically that's, that's <laughs> the Japanese for wild. shitting themselves. Yeah, that They're was like, the crowd <laughs> Yes, yes. We're not gonna stand, but we will clap yes. feverishly. And he gets up and just like holds his ribs for a second. And he's like, no, I'm good. Walk it off. You're fine. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Kevin Kelly in the background. (laughs) When you think you've seen it all. (laughs) Kevin Kelly is always, I mean, I I really like him on the call for New Japan. Um, Whenever they have somebody else doing the English commentary, I'm like, you're not Kevin Kelly. Yeah. I don't like this at all. He's, he's become a little bit like the Jim Ross of New Japan. If kind you of, yeah. I mean, he's, for me. He's I, what I, you're used to. Yes. Ooh, Ooh. That is another good suplex. Damn. Suplex yeah. off the second row. So the thing I'm noticing out of the couple of suplexes I've seen out of Tomohiro is that uh, his suplexes are scary because of his size. Because yes. he's so tiny. Yep. That he's lifting. A, he's typically lifting a guy bigger than him. And it's always scary because it looks like he may just his legs just may drop out from under him at any point. But they never will. Right. No, and that's one of the great things I think about strong style is that no matter how long these guys have been at it, they can put on 40, 50-minute matches and not look gassed. Yeah. Where I feel like because of the format of American wrestling, by about 20 minutes, everyone looks gassed no matter right. how right. in shape they seem to be. But Ishii does not look like yeah. a man that if you were saw him on the street, you'd think this guy's an athlete who can go for 30 minutes straight taking these wicked clotheslines. Yeah, or that, that uh, German that he kind of walked right into from John Moxley. The sliding lariat pass that they did a little bit ago was outstanding. Mm-hmm. It's hard. This is a like a hard-hitting match. It's, it's not full of super high spots. But every time one of these guys hits the other one with something, it looks impactful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And the the pacing is always phenomenal in these New Japan matches. That's what I do appreciate about them. Uh, if you <sighs> if you're into the longer matches, the 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 the, the movements, the um, the connections oh, be, <laughs> feel like they have more weight the deeper you get into a match, which is yeah. of course what you'd like to see. You know, it's not just waiting for. Uh, someone to fall into position for a finishing move, right. which we so often see in sports entertainment. There's another one of the oh counters with John Moxley countering with a knee. Oh yeah, he just no, bites. Yeah, yeah, he he bites people. That's, a, yeah. that's, a, that's another one of those like John Moxley's not necessarily the heel, but he will bite you. He will rake your eyes. Oh, Is that a shining wizard kick. It looked like. That was a really fun spot because he, he got repelled with the bite, yep. went back in for more, <laughs> and comes out with the shining wizard. Not, I don't know, biting the stone pit bull may be not your best move. I don't know if he did a proper uh, scouting for this match. Right. I feel like he doesn't have enough like skin to bite. Everything's very taut because he's uh, just... No, I couldn't. Even if, even if he wasn't a pit bull made of stone, I don't think I could get my jaw around any... <laughs> right. This, like, you'd have to get him, like, in the crook of the thumb and the, the pointer <laughs> finger. Oh, this, oh, not, whoa. this is it. I know. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Some junkyard dog-style headbutts, but the, neither man is backing down. They're just banging the foreheads into each other. Uh, okay, this is maybe a questionable decision. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of that headbutt spot, but it did not work. <laughs> and that, you know, oh, we, that, yeah, that's we can sort awesome. of thank Shibata for all that, right? Like yeah. just being a headbutt machine until right. he does permanent brain damage. Not a great look. 
It was cool to see him though. He's uh, yeah. who's he in the corner of? Uh, um, I oh, saw him in the Texas uh, night of um, G One. Uh, Kenta, right? Yes, yes. Seeing Kenta actually wrestle again—that's a lot like, of fun. It's <laughs> a lot of fun, and it's it's one of those things where I'm like, oh my god, he was with you know the the Fed for five years, and there's more music now, right? Ugh. <laughs> it's rocking out just in time for John Moxley to hit what looked like a rock bottom of sorts. Oh, there's lyrics to this? Oh one? my goodness. Ah, yeah, no. We don't want to hear that. <laughs> we can't hear Kevin Kelly over your terrible butt rock. I know. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? I'm sure all that's piped in just to prevent, you know. Yeah. Getting the match taken down. Right. I was surprised by how much I, I did not love the Abushi Kenta match, but I did love the way Abushi sold the girl to sleep. I mean, yes. he just went out and did a pratfall that was so good looking. Excellent. But I, unfortunately, the uh, the Zack Sabre Jr. match had come before it, and it was so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I feel like they, they couldn't just kind of shoot their wad on, no. on uh, Abushi and Kenta too quick. Uh, I, and plus, I feel like everyone was like, oh, man, we, I think we all got our hopes up a little too much. No, no, it makes sense. I think you're exactly right. That's a match that at Wrestle Kingdom will oh, be, you know, crap, yeah. that'll be a, a huge, huge match. But you don't blow it at a weird arena in Texas. Which was a very strange booking. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they thought that one through. I think it has to do with Access TV and uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 can't think of his name. The billionaire. <laughs> I always forget the guy's damn name, but he he's a big uh, proponent of getting New Japan working in America. Oh, that's right. Cuban, Mark Cuban. Yeah. I like that John Moxley just sold. Uh, it looked like two um, clotheslines in a row by like landing on the back of his head. Almost purple, purposely. He's going for the what's what's his finisher's name now? I I mean I think now I mean or at the very least I, ooh, I ooh, that was a yeah. vicious that was head a fun head. That was I, a good headbutt. I feel like they do uh, call the you know the um, what used the to be DT, the dirty deeds. Yeah, I think they do call that the Death Rider now. Okay. Uh, in New Japan, I don't know what they call it in AEW. Coming to TNT on October second. Yeah, that was breaking news uh, yes. earlier this afternoon. Oh, wait, no. Repeat that for me. Oh, AEW's weekly show is going to start on TNT October 2nd. Ooh, which, excellent. Which is, it will be Wednesday nights. Wonderful. Wonderful. Which means much like uh, the last AEW uh, show that went up against the Evolve show on the network, you can now, uh, every Wednesday night, watch AEW live and then pull up NXT. <laughs> yeah, that's going to work really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Until they decide to make NXT a two-hour live show on, the on FS1. I still haven't. Did, did either of you guys watch the Evolve show? No, Jesus. I'm sorry. He just took a, a knee to the face. Oh, yeah. John oh. Moxley with a oh. knee to the face and then Boom. into the Death Rider. Yeah. He's holding the back of his head. That's not good. Man, didn't anyone Shoot. teach you in the radio not to ask right. questions you don't know the oh. answer to? <laughs> I have not watched the Evolve, the Evolve show, show after we hyped it on the on this very right. program. I've I've watched uh, everything up to the um, the bro okay. versus uh, versus what's his face from two hundred five. What have you seen? Was it great? It was okay. The first couple of matches with the people that I didn't know didn't really sell me. Right, on them. right, yeah. Uh, but at the same time, once you start getting into characters that I I know, like that particular match was very good, very very good. I do love when New Japan, like they are immediately there with the ice packs. Yes. As soon as a match is over. Yeah, they have never, um, to my knowledge, really given up on the idea of we want to make this look like an athletic event. Yeah. Which is why I think people uh, enjoy it with such fervor, even here in the United States. Of course, now they'll they'll have competition for that. It's it's unfortunate they didn't move faster, the New Japan machine. Now, I know they've changed owners over the last couple of years and things mm, like that. Sure. But in this internet age, it just seems like it, they could have been much more aggressive about moving in onto American territory. I feel well. They, the uh, New Japan World needs a lot of work. Their streaming service. Yes, like it does. It's, uh, <laughs> it's it's has very poor. 
um, search on it. And it's, uh, I think it's only right now currently available through um, Amazon Fire. Mm. I know that's what we use at, at home, my husband and I. Um, but yeah, they need to. Yeah, the fact that to, they don't have yeah. a proper app anywhere. Right. Yes. They, they need, like, I feel like once they have that, that might open up things a little bit. Yeah, it's shocking to me, too, when you hit this last video game generation was so key on making it so you could use apps on their platform. Like, right. how is New Japan not on the Sony PlayStation? Mm-hmm. They just don't want that money, apparently. <laughs> it's very strange. Well, they, they do do things a little strange over there. Like, I remember, uh, like, the Young Bucks mentioning, like, before, like, I don't know, like, such and, like, such, and such was going to you know, debut, blah, 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 blah. And like the, the new Japan brass are like, Oh, just send out a tweet. Tell them they're on their way. They're like, no, we got, we should build this like into something. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're just, they're, they're very traditional. They're very serious, but the very, at the same time, just, laissez-faire about mm-hmm. certain things that it's like no you gotta build that shit up I know I, like to me if I could somehow get in the ear I always thought that we, like, we have all of these bloggers in the United States trying to uh, make a name for themselves mm-hmm. like how about wrangle four of them together and you don't even need an office right and just try to figure out how to get them to tell their story in English to an English speaking audience <laughs> right they, they have um, with New Japan's um English YouTube channel. Uh, they've done, a, at least in like the recent year, they've done a lot of really good programming, um, like explaining the history of different factions, um, which is, I think, a step in the right direction, especially, you know, since I feel like a lot more people are going to New Japan because you know, they see like Jericho going over mm-hmm, there. Sure. They, they right. hear about, you know, obviously they're no longer with the company, but like the Young Bucks and, you know, Kenny and, and you know, all of the, you know, Western guys. Um, so like, like it's hard to like jump in and be like, well, who are these guys? What, what's this group? Why do I have to care about them? What's their story? Right. Why don't we, and then like they have like multi-part uh, series kind of explain like the history of chaos and uh, they don't have one for Suzuki game which is a bummer but like they have one obviously for Bullet Club mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very interesting no I, it seems like they've done some pretty good things with their YouTube channel yeah um, uh, and I've, I'm just sort of getting on that pulse now and that's kind of like where all the other you know if you don't have if your company doesn't have its own streaming service like that's that's kind of where you grassroots start right yeah is try and establish your a really solid YouTube channel sure yeah. sure like like all of their American talent did <laughs> like why sure. were they, right exactly. it's so fascinating to me that no one watched what the bucks like everybody in the business got angry that they went rogue and they're like, what did you think they were going to do? They were going to put in all of this work so that they could make a bunch of bean counters in some front office, a bunch of money. Like right. who, who, who's the, <laughs> other than a bean counter who thinks that that's the world that they live in. Like, mm. God, those bucks are so great. They're going to make us huge when we finally decide to, that we're going to put out a good product on a good night of TV. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, how about no ring of honor? How about screw you? <laughs> we're tired of pull, you know, lugging your stupid promotion around. Uh, that one always baffles me because isn't, aren't they owned by a TV company? How did they not realize the, I probably have said this on the show, <laughs> how did they not recognize the premium of, of a live TV program like WWE with some of their worst ratings ever get a billion dollar deal with Fox and a TV company who has a wrestling promotion can't figure out how to sell ads for live TV. <laughs> well, what's really fascinating, um, Ring of Honor is owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. Sinclair Broadcasting. Sinclair yes. Broadcasting, if I remember correctly, was uh, they recently bought out all of the regional Fox Sports channels. Oh, okay. So I don't know what that's necessarily going to mean considering uh, WWE has their deal with Fox right. proper and right. FS1. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what that means. I feel like if... You know, I don't know where ownership lies. I don't, like, I don't know how that kind of works. No, it's an interesting dynamic, though. But, like, if it, because what, what's Ring of Honor on now, locally for us? I uh, have no idea, it's like and it's taped delayed in the middle of the night. Right. Yeah. On, on a Sunday morning, excuse me, on a Sunday morning on, like, the uh, the secondary Fox network here. I think it's, like, Channel 52 or something. Exactly. So, I mean, if they can figure out some sort of programming deal with those, I don't know if they're going to rebrand those local Fox sports affiliates. I don't know what the hell's in store, but, like, that opportunity is right there, you right. guys. Right, yeah. You know, but it, no. it does, it makes all the sense in the world <clears throat> to me 
and I'm just I'm just some dumbass with a computer and who watches all this shit. And like, why does this make more sense to me than you guys? Well, and that's that's the fascinating thing about Ring of Honor too is like both Ring of Honor and New Japan definitely took a hit when all the guys went to AEW. Yeah. But it feels like Ring of Honor took a massive hit. They took Whereas the New Japan one. was like, no, we're good. We we can keep going. We got other dudes to oh, yeah, for question how... everything. Ring of Honor is just like, I cannot tell you what their main event uh, picture looks like now. For how for how unwieldy uh, the New Japan app or uh, streaming service is, it does not hold a candle to how bad the rollout of the Ring of Honor uh, streaming service was. I, I got on early. I was really excited about it. And the, for the first several events, it was like Blackout City. Couldn't get mm-hmm. the match to work. You were yeah. getting chops. Yeah. You were getting absolute dropouts. And how they how they whiff that so bad, I have no idea. Especially again, as a broadcasting Sinclair Broadcasting right. failed miserably in broadcasting their own product in a time when apparently advertisers want nothing more than live, right. live <laughs> entertainment. Right. So yeah, if uh, I don't I don't think they're a publicly traded company. If they were, I would definitely not own their stock. Like what? Yeah. What a biff on that. Well, that was one of the the things I read a couple of days ago too. Is that there was a was it Variety put out a uh, an article about how Vince McMahon has nobody to blame for the low uh, low ratings, but Vince McMahon. Right. And the yeah. stock went from a hundred dollars a share to sixty nine dollars a share within twenty four hours. Yeah, that's all. I don't know. That, I, I I follow the markets, and so the way that thing was all laid out, and the way people were reading it. It all seemed a little unfair to me uh, okay. because they are very clearly doing a firm reboot across the board. So the trending that has been happening is all true, but that's like those those criticisms are in the past now because they're doing something else. Like to me now, where the trend line goes from here is what's important. What happened over the last couple of years? We've been talking about it for the last couple of years. Right. Basically, they just came out and did like a recap on the. They, 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 they did a recap using firm numbers instead of just sort of the pulling them out of the air conversational numbers we use. But, right. yeah, no, we all know that Vince McMahon sucked the life out of Raw. And that's why we're so interested watching week by week to see if it's resuscitating itself, you know, and the opinions vary. Right. Um, but, yeah, that was an interesting article. But I don't, I, I don't think it's one that they would even pay attention to at WWE. Like, their stock has rocketed up from, like, $13 in the last five years. Sure. So at 69 yes, it's down. But that's but it's still there's a lot than... of ebb and flow that's going to take place in the free market system that, that no one's going to really be able to des- describe to you in an article why it happens. But it happens to every stock that rockets from 10 to 100 in a couple of years. Well, I'm glad I brought it up because you're obviously much more knowledgeable than I am at <laughs> about... about uh... The stock markets. Uh, regretfully, I owned zero WWE, I think. Yeah, well. And I'm glad that we could have you on the show, Erica. I'm glad to be here. Sit here and watch some uh, some New Japan and talk about some New Japan pro wrestling. I always defer to you in conversation about, like, I, especially when it comes to something like, how does the G1 work? I don't get it. <laughs> well, I do love when we do bring up New Japan on on Nerd Radio. It, it's, it's kind of, it's very much a one-sided conversation. So it basically, like, Chuck's like opening up the microphone, like, "All right, you got 15 minutes. Just, just talk about what's <laughs> right. going on, right?" Because I, you know, I mean, I, you you follow things here and there, but sure. like you're not all into it, right? So, it, like myself and and my betrothed, uh, but now it's just, I, you know, it it all kind of like I I always I dabbled with everything, and I really didn't become the fan I am now until like I sat down and watched like the um, G1 uh, 28 like in its entirety I always caught like shows here and there within the G1 I just you know I'm like I don't have the time I don't have this I don't have that and then I, I like once I sat down and watched all of last year's G1 while it was going on I'm like this is the greatest stuff. <laughs> so, how do you think this year's is holding up compared to last year so far? I mean, I think, gosh, I mean, I, I honestly, pretty good, considering last year's was just so unbelievable. Okay. Um, I feel like the blocks this year are better balanced because uh, I, I, I did refer to uh, B block last year as Bay block ah. because, ev- <laughs> like, it was the stronger block. It had just the better wrestlers. I mean, Kenny was in it, so sure. What what's a girl to do? Uh, 
But yeah, I think they have a really good mix of talent. Uh, they have a really good mix of Western guys. Uh, they have, you know, obviously your usual suspects and, and whatnot with uh, with Okada and uh, Tanahashi. Um, it, I mean, there's so much to go. Um, I'm very excited to see what Kenta is going to do further into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Gosh, I'm just trying to think of everyone that's there. Because, there's, I mean, there's 20 guys, right? I think, yeah, there's 10 in each block this year. Um it's uh like I was very nervous going into it just because of everyone that they lost. Right, right. Um, from last year, but like I think I'm being proven wrong. Like the, the the system, the system works. It's replenished itself, and it's it's just as strong as last. I mean, maybe not better than last year, but like it's still it's still great wrestling night in night out. They're doing a great job of of rebalancing and it seems like Osprey and uh, Zack Sabre Jr. specifically are two guys that are embracing the fact that there's a spot now left by the exodus of all the Americans and um, they seem to be really serious about making New Japan their like putting their stamp on it like for sure the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega brought it to prominence but unlike Ring of Honor where there's really not anyone that's of superstar quality mm-hmm. to carry that banner. It seems like Osprey and Zack Sabre Jr. are taking upon themselves to carry that banner to the West. Now, of course, the Japanese wrestlers are all still fucking great and they haven't left. And exactly. With right. the addition of Kenta, who's so hungry after being stuck. I, and I don't even really blame um, one of the rare instances I don't blame WWE. He, he had two catastrophic injuries, didn't he? It just seemed yeah. like he could not get any kind of... Uh, now... Had he have been healthy, he probably would have ended up like Nakamura, and I would be blaming WWE. I sure. agree. But in this case, uh, he was so plagued by injuries, it was it was an unfortunate situation. So, before we go, mm-hmm. who are your four, who is the co-main event? You don't have to say who they're facing, but the four top top guys come Wrestle Kingdom in January. <laughs> God. See, now, I asked if I should prepare anything for this podcast, <laughs> and you all told me no. No. Uh, I like to prepare. I like to... I, anything worth thinking about is worth overthinking about, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to very important things like New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, uh, when it comes to... Okay, well, to- so we know Okada and Tanahashi have been at the top of the game for a really long time. Are they still your main eventers, or is it time for them to start moving down and you bringing someone else up now? I think, I mean, I think it's time for Tanahashi to start backing it up i'm wondering if um liger's match is going to be somewhere near the top of the card since it's going to be his yeah. farewell match i don't know i mean it could be against suzuki i mean they've been kind of build, building that feud uh, and they've been kind of just well i mean suzuki's been suzuki towards uh, uh liger um I, you, you like that you like that huh? <laughs> Um, uh, Okada's, I mean, I, I don't see Okada dropping the bell between now and, and Wrestle Kingdom. Um, if he does, I'll be shocked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of who is going to win this G1. I was stunned when Obushi didn't win last year. Um, he had just such a strong tournament. Um, Tanahashi obviously won last year and he right. ended up, uh, headlining and beating Kenny in, in the main event, which... <laughs> I'm like, ah, like I, I was totally bummed because I took off of work to watch the uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Ah. Uh, of course, I was sick with like a virus, so I was like, kind of half dying, half <laughs> watching it. Um, but uh, yeah, I do think um, Liger and Suzuki might be at the top of the card since Liger's going bye bye, and it's going to be his final match. Which would be insanely smart because it's the kind of thing we don't see over here in the booking when you mm-hmm. know somebody you know, like Ric Flair's having his final match. But we're going to stick it uh, at the end of the first hour of WrestleMania, right? Because you know people are going to want to watch a whole bunch of stuff after something emotional like that, right? If Liger lifted his mask and said, "I'm sorry, I love you." <laughs> <laughs> And then Suzuki connected with the first gotch pile driver that actually oh. works. Oh <laughs> Yikes. That's, a, that's how I want that to go. And I think is Moxley, now it's going to be interesting with the AEW, is Moxley leading towards a, you would think that for name value worldwide, that that would be a main event you'd be going after. But can, right. you, can you get it now with the AEW 
going full and time. And does Jericho still work over, you know, in New Japan? What is, uh, yeah, what is he's, he doing? He's been going with Naito for a long time. Is that done finally? I mean, for Has he moved now, down to somebody else yet? For now, I, I think he's not exactly pissed at anyone yet. But, you know, there's always time for things. Boy, I sure hope. <laughs> it, it, if AEW has a really strong working relationship with New Japan with their TV show, it's going to be so much fun to oh, be able yeah. to see these guys in real time live in United States venues. And that's just yet another way that AEW is kind of taking the guts out of Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. If that's, you know, Ring comes of Honor made the biggest mistake ever when they said, screw you, you guys screwed us, we're not going to make any working deals with you. You Oof, basically yeah. were you're like, oh, yeah, fine. Then we're just going to fizzle out. I mean, that's really <laughs> what they were saying. I don't know what they thought they had in play. Well, I personally am looking forward to the big Ring of Honor Impact Wrestling crossover. Aww. So, Oh, jeez. Bring back the, the six-sided ring. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming by. That thank was a lot of fun. Me. Maybe we'll, we'll – Wrestle Kingdom will definitely uh, think about uh, – Touching base with you if you're yes. if you're into it. And Please and thank you. I think that between now and next year, we definitely need to get you to give us a G1 preview. Where okay. you want you want to prepare, you want to overthink, start yes. working on next year where you Let- can you can explain this whole damn thing to us right. because we're just because- not. Because where I can it. only give you 15 minutes on Nerd Radio, we could spend a whole hour sitting here talking about a bunch of guys I don't know. I like I love I love prepping things. I love speculation. I love drama. Like let me do the thing I'm best at. <laughs> Damn it! So please, yes, have me back for the next G1. Hell, have me back for the next uh, New Japan tournament, which I'm not quite. Sh- I, it might be uh, World Tag League. Okay. I think. Which I mean, the past two years I believe has been Sonata and Evil winning it, uh, which makes sense. Sonata was a guy that I never was into. Other, his aesthetic is awesome because he looks like he's a character straight out of Castlevania. Mm. Yes. That's always what I've thought of him as. But I had not seen great ring work out of him. But then this the the in Dallas, he did he face Zack Sabre Jr.? That was oh, um, that was the match. I loved it. I, I said Osprey Archer. That was a match that was better than I thought it was going to be. But Zack Sabre Jr. versus Sonata was the match that, that just like good. blew my mind. That was really good. I'm still leaning more towards Archer and Osprey just because um, they had met before and it was really good. And I'm like, there's no way they can, oh, you know, outdo that. And mm-hmm. then they did. And I was I was stunned to see because Archer's from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was stunned to see a hometown guy. Get a win, yeah. Because it's as, <laughs> as right. you know. Oh, you're. Oh, oh, you're. All of your family's here. You're losing tonight. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're, you're putting that guy over. Damn it. Your your sick grandma who's on oxygen happens to be here, and maybe the final time she sees you. Well, I bet you I know what she hasn't seen before. You getting your ass kicked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good times. Good times. <laughs> All right, um, Mr. Bean, you got anything to close the show with? I just want to say you can find uh, Erica every couple of weeks on Nerd Radio if you enjoyed what you heard here. And, of course, we'll have her back here to uh, talk some more uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling as well as other stuff here. I encourage you guys, as always, to rate and review us wherever you're listening to us, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you, you can do for any podcast you listen to. That is the best way you can let them know that you are out there and you appreciate or don't appreciate what they're doing. If you don't appreciate, then just give them one star, I guess. Uh, but I also encourage you guys, as always, to join us on Facebook at the One Fall Show uh, page and, and group because we're always show, sharing wrestling stories and, and news stories and memes and having a great time. Yes, yes. Find the group. Every once in a while, someone trickles into the Facebook page. Yeah. And I'm like, that's like sort of a no man's land anymore. The pages instead of the groups. I, you you thankfully post something on rare occasion, sure. but I almost completely ignore the damn thing. But <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can find me at Shawnee.constant on Instagram and uh, at the One Fall Show Facebook group. Have fun, be safe, and inherit the wind. All right. Awesome. Yeah, the reason we didn't have you prepare